Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. It's great to be here. A few weeks ago, we had spring break, and my husband, Pastor Matt, and our family went to Lutheridge for a few days, and I love love Lutheridge. This is my home away from home. This is the place that I grew up going to. Um, I was a counselor there, and this is where I could see God the most clearly. Well, one day we decided to take a hike in Pisgah National Forest, and Pisgah National Forest is a beautiful, amazing place. Well, Pastor Matt's favorite place in Pisgah is called Country, and this is a great place to have like a little picnic, and there's a stream that goes by it. But if you kind of go over to the right, they have, um, it is like this cliff, and this cliff is like, or ledge is like about 15 feet high in the air, and then you can jump right into the creek and there's a big hole so you don't touch the bottom and it is so much fun. I remember doing it as a counselor when I was a counselor at Lutheridge, uh, you know, like a million years ago and it was amazing. Well, this day, my two sons were having a great time jumping off and it was so exciting. And then the little girls started doing it and they said, mom, come join us, come join us. So of course I needed a try. I had done this a million times, no problem. So I climb up on the ledge and then I look down at the water. Now it's not the height that scared me. It was the idea of jumping into this water that was probably about, you know, in my head, 25 degrees, it was absolutely freezing. Imagine um, water coming down off the mountains in early April, freezing. So the idea of jumping and being completely covered in this frozen water, absolutely terrified me. Well, there my kids are, my husband is, and they are cheering me on, getting me to jump. And finally, after about 30 minutes of coaxing, they do it. And it was amazing. It was awesome. But I don't know if I would have done it without my husband there cheering, without my kids shouting, go mom, you can do it. Yes, climbing up there was difficult. Jumping was even harder, but I did it with the help of my family. Family, friends, community, they help us do amazing things. So let's look today at a Christ-centered, God-centered friendship in the Bible. So today we are going to look at the book of Ruth. So if you would grab your Bibles and turn to Ruth chapter 1. 
But before we get started, let me give you a little bit of background before we dive into our verses for today. Naomi is this Jewish woman that grew up in Bethlehem. You know Bethlehem, this place that Jesus was born later on. Um, And she moved to a place called Moab with her husband and two sons because there was a famine in Bethlehem in Judea and they needed to go where they could support the family. So they moved to this foreign country called Moab. Well, they lived there for a while. The sons met wives, got married, and they lived there for about 10 years. Then Naomi's husband died and left her a widow. Then her two sons died and left her daughter-in-law's widows. And her daughter-in-laws were Orpha and Ruth. Now, back in those days, when women would marry, they would marry into the husband's family. They would leave their father and mother and come join their uh, husband's family. Now, um, and sometimes she would leave her community, her family, her friends, even her religion to marry a man. Now, um, so she would become a part of this new family. She would go into something sometimes totally unfamiliar. And this is what Orpah and Ruth did. They left their families and moved in with their husband into their family home. Now, after the death of Naomi's husbands and sons who were married to Orpah and Ruth, Naomi decided to go back to her hometown, to Judea, to Bethlehem, to be with her family. So now let's read from Ruth chapter 1, verses 11 through 13. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I did, though, there was still hope. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you. Because the Lord's hand has turned against me. Let's stop here for a moment and talk about this. So the custom of the Jewish family was once a person was married, they were married into the family. And if that person was to die, then their brother would marry their widow. And so they would be taken care of. Therefore, Naomi was saying, here... Uh, that she didn't have a chance to remarry and have a son, have them grow up for Ruth and Orpah to marry, that wouldn't happen. So they wanted them to go back to their father's house. They're still young. They would get the opportunity to start all over and maybe someday have a family of their own. So let's continue with Scripture Verses 14 and 15. At this they wept aloud again. 
Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. Orpah is doing the sensible thing. She's going back to her family's home. She's going back to the familiar. She's, she's going back to the familiar. She, what lays in store for her ahead of Naomi is unknown. She's going to a foreign land, a place where there's nothing for a widow. But they don't even have a way to fend for themselves once they get there. But back home, Orpha is safe. It's security. It's not taking a risk. Orpa is still young. She still has a chance to find a good Moab husband and have kids. So she goes back to her family's home. But Ruth stays. So let's go back to scripture. So verses 16 and 17. But Ruth replied, Do not urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the, God, the Lord deal with me, but it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Ruth gives up her security for the no, unknown. She holds on to Naomi and follows her. Ruth doesn't go back to her family where there's security and she knows she has food to eat. Ruth steps out in faith to be with Naomi and go with her to Judea. What powerful words. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. After these two women go back to Bethlehem and Judea, back to Naomi's family, both of the women are widows, so they have no real authority and no way of really making ends meet. So one way the community provides for widows was the farmers would not harvest the corners of their field. So widows and orphans would come and do what's called gleaning. They would glean um, the corners so they would harvest the corners of the field to provide food for their houses and themselves. Ruth was gleaning the fields of this rich man named Boaz, and she ends up marrying him and having a son that became the grandfather of King David. It ends, ends up being a very happy story. But when Naomi asked Ruth to leave her on that road, Ruth didn't know what was in store for her. Ruth didn't know what her future would hold. I asked myself, why did Ruth take this risk? Why did she stay with Naomi? Why did she go with her? She's literally standing in the road where one direction leads to safety and security, a future that is safe and mapped out for her. 
I can imagine it. It's a road where one is full of sunshine and birds chirping and colorful flowers and blooming trees. And then this other road, the road that leads to the unknown. But it leads to a foreign land. It is a risk. And there on the other road is rocky and dark and gloomy and unknown. Why does she take this risk? Why did Ruth pick the road that was unknown? It comes down to this. It comes down to one thing. Relationship. Ruth have never taken this risk, moved to another country if it weren't for Naomi. No matter where they were headed on that road to Judea, they knew that they were going to be there together. They knew that they could accomplish anything and get by life as long as they had each other. But there's something else as well. And we'll get back to that point in just a moment. In our sermon series that we are on right now, we're talking about finding community. Through this time of COVID, it seems like this world is in a haze. So our leadership team has decided to restate, re-emphasize our mission to get at the heart of who we are. So it's crystal clear so we can move forward. So we narrowed our mission statement down to these three things. Find community, build faith, reach beyond. Find community, build faith, reach beyond. So in the last couple of weeks, we have been diving into what does fine community really mean? And at the heart of what community is, is relationship. This relationship between Ruth and Naomi is so strong that they are willing to take risks together. They are willing to die together. They're willing to step out in the unknown together. And they're willing to do something that they might not have done alone. So over the course of this week, we're really going to dive deep into the story of Ruth. And I've been thinking about our relationship. Our relationship, my relationships. Who are my friends that I could count on through thick and thin? Who is in my life that is willing to take risk with? Who am I willing and want to walk beside life with? And I like to think of myself as a good friend. But you know what? I forget birthdays. I don't call all the time when I'm thinking about a person. Sometimes I have good intentions, but I fall short. And I think every friend does this at one point in time. We aren't always there when we need to be. We're sometimes say the sometimes we say the wrong things at the wrong time and sometimes we just turn our backs on our friends so what makes Ruth and Naomi's friendship different it wasn't the fact that they never fought I'm sure they had their dis differences and I'm sure they had their disagreements I'm sure they weren't always there for each other but there's one thing that kept them together it's because they weren't on this journey alone. 
It wasn't just the two of them. God is in the midst of their relationship. God was the glue that held them together. God was the center of their friendship. So this friendship wasn't just Ruth and Naomi. It was Ruth, Naomi, and God. As a community of faith, we too have this relationship. We are Christ-centered people, and we come together to love and support each other. And we feel confident in this relationship. We're willing to take risks. And when we know someone has our back, we're willing to step out in faith. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? And I believe this community of faith is, um, and these relationships are the greatest gift that God has given us. But the truth is these relationships are still made up of sinful people. That is true. We are Christ-centered community that is made up of sinful people. And we have fallen short. We don't remember every time somebody is in the hospital. We don't care for others like we should. Sometimes we come to church and there's a new person visiting and instead of greeting them, we talk to our friends instead. We don't smile or talk to new people. We have failed others. People have failed us. People will fail us. And when we say our mission is to find community, we are looking for a community that is just deeper than just people. We are looking for a community that is Christ-centered because when people fail us, and they will, God's promises are forever. The community of faith, this community of faith, is stronger than any one of its parts. And we talk about community is where God shows up. And that is the best part. The people around you, no matter how loving and honorable, will at some point in time break promises. But God, the God who is forever trustworthy, will never break a promise. We have a God that in the waters of baptism has claimed us as God's own. And that claim on our lives never goes away, no matter what. God has promised to walk with us throughout our lives and hold us close, especially during those worst times. And this is the God that is in the center of this community. So when we talk about fine community, we're talking about a people that are connected by the great divine. And yes, these people can be sinners and let each other down, but we are focused on the great creator, redeemer, sanctifier. And what makes this community different than any club or social group? This difference is we come together to become more than just a gathered people. We are a gathering of sinners that is held together by our God, the great promise keeper. In this community, as a community, 
we can go down the road that looks scary. We can take risks. We can go outside our comfort zone. We can do all the things that God has called us to do because together we can do amazing things because we know we are not alone. Amen. Let us close in prayer. Our great and loving God, send your Holy Spirit to move among us. Be in this community. Hold us together like glue. Be our center. Be our strength. Be our promises. Help us to be better friends. Help us to reflect your love, your care, your great commands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.